This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome to another episode of Moose Talks. A little later on, we're going to catch up with Jared Winkle. He used to play for the Flyers, was one of their best forwards. Now plays for the, uh, pardon me, played for the Huskies. Now plays for the Senior Flyers and happens to be the coach of the Northeast BC Yukon Midget Under 18 Trackers. So we're going to talk a bit about how their season's going, how the transition to coaching is going, all that good stuff with Jared in about uh, 15 or so minutes time. But first, the Women's Resource Society does a lot of great work around the community. You hear all about them at energeticcity.ca and on these airwaves all the time, especially at Christmas time. So to talk a bit about what's happening around Christmas, all the things they need your help with, and uh, just kind of how the year's gone uh, to this point, we're joined now by WRS Board President Sherry Marshall and Board Secretary Amber Lind- uh, Lindley. <laughs> uh, Sherry, welcome to Moose Talks. Hello, Dub. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for joining me. And Amber, uh, welcome to Moose Talks. Hi, Dub. Thanks <laughs> so much uh, for both of you for being here. I thought we'd start with a bit of a look back. Um, uh, you know, everybody knows that this year it's been trying, especially with the prices of things going up, especially the price of food. Uh, you guys have a bit of a food bank and the outreach store and all that. Uh, I imagine that's been one of the many challenges that the uh, society has faced in, in just sort of the value of a dollar doesn't stretch as far as it did even a year ago, eh, Sherry? Yes, and our numbers have increased. Um, you know, we are seeing a lot of refugee families now. We're seeing a lot of people that we never saw before because the cost of living is higher now. Um we see a lot more of addiction problems, mental health problems, mm-hmm. and the resources not being readily available to them because some things have not returned to normal mm-hmm. um, since COVID. Um, our shop has stayed open through COVID, still staying open. Um, things look a little different. We got the table up front, you know, and we have food out there for mm-hmm. and coffee. and um, But our shelves um, for our top-up for people um, we're always um, looking for food, hygiene products. Right now, we're going to stop um, collecting clothing donations just for the Christmas season here uh-huh. because we're going to have um, open to food, hygiene products, uh, winter coats, hats, gloves. Um, because the girls in the back, Lily, our new outreach coordinator, uh-huh. has um, her and her elves have set up the table <laughs> and they've got presents out for kids and you can bring your child down if you're from a low-income family, which generally runs um, under 40000 per household yeah. is your income. And you can bring your children down and um, you can, the moms and dads will, or the guardian, actually, I should say guardian, can go in the back with Lily and her elves and wrap a gift and the child get a gift. And um, it's, it's just something that we've done every year. And um, the girls do a really great job in the back. They're all excited for everybody to come. So, um, and even our um, outreach Every year we see the shelves go less and less, you yeah. know, and it's harder, not only on the people that are coming, 
But even our community for giving, they're really great for giving, but even they're finding yeah. a hard time. Too. I was going to ask that. And, and by the way, we will touch on the donations and what's needed and all that again later on in the show. Um, but I, I wonder if you could speak to in general, has it been a struggle getting donations? Because again, this, uh, this has been hard on everybody, even the people who normally have lots of funds to give maybe don't have the same amount that they've had in previous years. Has that been a struggle for the society? I think that that's a huge struggle right now. Um, I did the cost comparison with one of the girls in the, in the back the other day, because we're, we're short on craft dinner of all things. Okay. Cause everybody knows you buy craft dinner and you donate it. Um, but craft dinner used to cost 99 cents a box. Yeah. It's two seventy nine, I think now. Wow. So wow. huge difference. So if I've got $20 to spend, to, to donate, I now can buy not even 10 boxes of craft dinner where before I could buy a case and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So huge difference in, in what people can give because all of us are struggling with grocery bills being higher and stuff, right? So people are still stepping up to the plate, thank goodness. But, but that's, that's a really tough one with, with everybody because yeah, it's everybody's purse is a little bit tighter than normal and, and we really have to watch Mm-hmm. what that looks like right mm-hmm. who who knew craft dinner was going to be a thing <laughs> right, right? Uh, is is this something then maybe corporations are helping out more than because you know they they have a bit bigger of a dollar value to throw around is that something you look to or, or maybe you've seen an increase in because well as as we said individuals don't have as much to give as they used to you know the businesses in fort st john are so so um, helpful for us they're you know they always step up to the plate when we come to them um, uh-huh. and they give what they can and sometimes some give more and and um, but we are so grateful for the businesses that um, support us not just at Christmas but all year long there's many many that um, are always uh, step up and it's and it's kind of funny because some sometimes you'll be opening the mail there and um, companies will just send a check. You haven't even talked to them. They uh-huh. just yeah. they just send a check and and here sponsor families and they're really 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 great. Yeah, so they're not even like and and this isn't to 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 badmouth companies who do do this, but they're not even like they're just like here's the money. They don't need to come have a photo op and all that sort of thing. They're just Ex- like we just want to help. So that's exactly it. Yeah. They they um, don't want to be. Um, advertise Uh they just uh say hey we want to we just want to help and and sometimes the staff will um do a staff party on their own and collect monies and then the company will match that Uh and and they they're the same way they just drop it off and say here we we did this wonderful well then going into the christmas season then was there because again you tell me if i'm wrong you generally see more people during this time of year right there's people who are like food hampers become a bigger thing uh you know you get busier than even you were already were you concerned or how concerned were you about the state of the outreach store how many donations you had in cash and food and whatnot going into this season is 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 there a big concern that it it might get really tight to to kind of help everybody who who has asked for help so far and we expect will be asking for help oh we're always worried about that yeah i mean Every time you um, come into the outreach program, you're looking at the shelves and and just hoping that um, we'll make the winter season. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, um, in the in the summer we can go out and we can sit at grocery stores and we can and. 
bombard people there. And, yeah. Um, but wintertime is, it seems like you think, oh, it's so cold, no one's going to come down here. To, it, but it, you get them lined up at the door, and they're mm-hmm. they're just waiting to get in and get their items, and they're flying off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it's craft dinner. It's 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 the little things. Um, you know, toilet paper. Um, well, all those things hygiene. are super expensive, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially personal hygiene items. Women's hygiene items, that's a huge thing, right? Yeah. I think bar- part of our biggest problem has always been is that lots of people see us as um, this little tiny thing that we do one thing. Well, the women's resource is this. We have the, all these programs that go on all the time. Uh-huh. Um, so sometimes just just businesses doing awareness pieces for us and and you know this is what we need and whatever that looks like right because yeah everything is astronomically more expensive and yeah. and we somehow miracles we all, we all figure it out right <laughs> we, we, we always figure yeah. it out mm-hmm. yeah. um but yes because we do we do have a very generous community and and people just come out of the woodwork almost and, yeah. and help you in, in all different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Which is super nice. Absolutely. And you know, Dub, it's not just families. We have seniors that, um, you know, with the cost of living, their cost goes up and they're not making the end of the month for their groceries. Mm-hmm. So you will see them come to um, subsidize their their income. Yeah. And um, it's really hard because mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing a senior that is not... Um, having everything they need. That's right. Spent their life paying into the pension system, for example. And and not making the end of the month. And so it's it's very difficult. Um, And I'm so thankful that we have all of the programs at the Women's Resource because Uh we are helping so many people. I don't think the community knows how hard our numbers have gone. Uh I mean, they jump every year since COVID started. It, It just started doubling. Yeah. Yeah, and we're definitely going to have you back in the new year once you've prepared those numbers to sort of say, yeah. okay, here's exactly what it is. I'm with Board President Sherry Marshall and Board Secretary Amber Lindley of the Women's Resource Society. Uh, you mentioned I want to quickly make sure we do talk about yes. all the programs you do offer before we get to kind of the specific donations we need uh, for the Christmas okay. uh, season, if we could. Okay, so... Um in our office, we have a family law advocate, um, mm-hmm. Talitha Nielsen, who deals with um, people finding themselves in situations of either um, spousal abuse or um, child custody. Mm-hmm. Then you have um, Melody Blaney, who um, does our law advocate, poverty law. Mm-hmm. She, they both deal with women and men, mm-hmm. and she does. Um, she helps with just necessities of taxes. Uh, housing, um, disability payments, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, then we have Lisa, who does our um, Sky's Place transition housing for abused women and children. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, 12 units, um, which are full. Mm-hmm. And um, then we have Lily, now our new outreach coordinator, who actually deals with our clothing donations, food donations, um it's a busy, busy job, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we have um, HIV program. We have, um, oh, I've lost the name of it now. <laughs> Should have brought a sheet? <laughs> no, I know. It's so silly. Too, you know, many, sometimes you many. go, boom, um, harm reduction. No, we do yes. harm reduction. Yes. Um, and, you know, we just have lovely women working for us that um, – 
if if you have a need they will find a resource for you Mm -hmm. and send you that way you know so um they're very good at their job all right uh we've only got a few minutes left so let's quickly kind of recap uh, all the donation kind of fundraising stuff that's going on how can people help uh, the women's resource society help their friends and neighbors who are in need this holiday season well, right now we have um, quite a few things going on in the yeah. next couple days or all month. Um, I always put on a socks and jocks and all things winter, I call it, mm-hmm. just uh, all of November and into December, just because that is our time where we, we desperately need all the warm things. I don't think anybody realizes how horrible it would be without clean socks and underwear, right? So yeah. um, drop-off places for that are right at the Women's Resource Society. My wonderful boss, April, at Ideal Images Weight Loss Clinic has a... A hamper there that we can donate um, every month. I actually choose a different thing, but November and December is socks and jocks. Um, always a donation there. Um, Jamie is doing uh, from ten to three at Shoppers, as you know, because you will be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's doing a, a toy drive and a gift drive, and then later tonight at uh, Crooked Corner Clothing, Jamie and Lily will be there. So if you want to meet Lily, she'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super fun. The uh, Canadian Tire is doing a big toy drive, which is awesome because that's, I mean, easy. You just go buy the toy and drop it off. Great. So that's kind of the, the Christmas stuff. Always, always we're accepting food donations, hygiene donations. Um, and I just want to mention on Facebook, if you look, Otta Delicious is um, auctioning off all their front uh, window tables <laughs> for saw. the Santa Parade. And um, they're donating to the Women's Resource. So if you want to sit nice and cozy and watch the Santa (laughs) Parade, get on uh, Autolicious page on Facebook. Um, And that's about all I... Well, I think that's anybody that's doing a a personal... If they need any help, they can message me. I'm the the head of the fundraising committee Mm -hmm. also. So we're always looking for volunteers or for people to do their own twist on what's important to them because that's Mm -hmm. the catch, right? We we get passionate about what's important to us. Mm -hmm. So whatever that looks like, we are in need of it all. So, I mean, that's... We, we appreciate all the love that the community gives us, right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, last thing. Somebody's listening right now. They need help. Uh, they need food to get through Christmas and maybe beyond or, or whatever it happens to be. They need help escaping a relationship uh, and, and what to do next and, and whatnot. How can they get in contact? What's the, what's the best thing they can do? The best thing they can do is phone um, 250-787-1121. And talk to the front desk girl, Kim, mm-hmm. and she'll direct them to um, who they can talk to that's best for that situation. And um, also, we have a Facebook page, um, and you can uh, private message us too that um, who, well, it's usually the coordinator of the outreach program, yeah. but also some of the board do get these messages too. And um, so, you know, there's always going to be someone there to help you if you need it. Mm-hmm. And there is an emergency number. It's on the, if not, if you don't have yeah, it in so front of you, it's on I the website, correct? Yes, yeah, it is. Totally. Oh, yes, and we uh, have a new website, so you can donate on there, too, if you would like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, all the emergency numbers are on there, too. Okay, perfect. Well, I really appreciate both of you uh, taking some time to come down here today to talk about uh, the Women's Resource Society, and uh, I'm glad you could be here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank Deb. you that Deb. was awesome. You're very welcome. That's, uh, once again, Board President Sherry Marshall and Board Secretary Amber Lindley of the Women's Resource Society. We'll be right back to talk to Jared Winkle right after this on Moose Talks. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Now we're going to talk with someone who's probably very familiar to you if you follow hockey in this city. He's once a member of the Huskies last year of their uh, big championship team, now plays for the Senior Flyers, and is the head coach of the Northeast BC Yukon Midget Under-18 Trackers. Jared Winkle joins me now uh, in Moose Talks. Thanks for being here, Jared. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much uh, for taking some time for us. So, uh, you're playing with the Flyers now. I want to start with that. Uh, how's that been for you? Uh, sort of the the juggling of playing and coaching uh, at the same time. Uh, right now, I've just been practicing every week, mm-hmm. full schedule of that. But in the games, I usually end up uh, picking the trackers. Or Well, it's kind of my job, so <laughs> it's a priority over Flyers. So yeah. I've been able to make it about 50% of the game so far, and... I'm just lucky to be playing hockey and still enjoying what I do while also being able to coach. So, mm-hmm. so far it's been going well. And any games and any ice time I get, I'm lucky to have. So, yeah. Did you know, uh, like, kind of at the end of last season, that these uh, both these opportunities were going to come up, or is that kind of did they both surprise you over the summer? Uh, well, at the end of the season, I was kind of debating whether I'd be playing hockey or if I was working. Yeah, I'm not wasn't really too sure what I was going to be doing in the fall. So I ended up uh, texting my coach, Todd Alexander, and yeah. he, uh, he just kind of put a few offers on the table, a few, few options, and uh, one of them was coaching the trackers, and so I ended up kind of trying to pursue that, mm-hmm. and uh, it worked out pretty well. Within a month, I was hired, and, uh, and then Flyers, Paul Von Nastra just uh, reached out to me end of the summer and said that they were going to try and start a season again, so thought hey why not yeah. go out to whatever ice times i can make and see what i can do mm-hmm. i think it was obviously very open to yeah you can split time and and kind of make it work given that to you you've got another hockey schedule to kind of fall mm-hmm. away they're, yeah. yeah they're they're just lucky to who lucky to have whoever comes out so yeah. mm-hmm. at the end of the day they said hey come to what you can and We'll work it out. Mm-hmm. And the games you have played with the Flyers, have you seen a big difference in the game itself from when you were playing uh, for the Huskies to now? Uh, it's definitely a lot different for sure. There's yeah. some players that range from played in the AHL to yeah. guys who've come fresh out of not playing for four years and were never really overly high-end players in the first place. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's been adjustments within the last month even – amongst every team themselves and, and including us. But the uh, main thing I've noticed is guys are just a lot stronger and yeah. and a lot smarter, but not necessarily in as good of shape or, or as dedicated to the game as, as the juniors are. Mm-hmm. So if they manage to get a hit on you, it hurts a little more, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of room going by the wall on them sometimes <laughs> or, or standing in front of the net. You're not getting an easy rebound for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the transition to coaching, then, as I understand it, is this kind of your first foray into coaching, or have you done some of that before? Uh, other than just helping run practices and other yeah. like things like that, just pushing pucks. No, this is my first goal. Yeah. So, how, I mean, how's that gone for you? Like, kind of learning the ropes of going from playing to being the bench boss. I find uh, the biggest difference for me has just been like kind of like stress and and anxiety wise, just kind of thinking like. Oh, I have to worry about twenty different players mm-hmm. and their emotions and and how they're developing as people. 
compared to just bringing myself to the arena mm-hmm. and just focusing on myself it it just it kind of brings that side of things into play where it's not just yourself mm-hmm. you gotta show and teach these guys how to act as humans and it just it's a lot more stressful when you mm-hmm. have to think about all eyes are on you a lot of the time so yeah because i suppose as a player and i didn't play a lot of hockey so i apologize if this is a silly a thing to say but as a player you're worried about the chemistry maybe you develop with your line mates but what you bring to it and now you're more worried about the chemistry for all three of the guys on that line and how should i switch things up and where do these people belong in these different uh, best situations i suppose eh? well yeah for sure um obviously as a player like you're worried about all these different things as well, but yeah. it's not necessarily your job to be worried about those things. You kind of, mm-hmm. as Todd would teach us, kind of focus on yourself, focus on your next shift. Mm-hmm. But as a coach, you're kind of behind the lines, quietly thinking and doing all these things while you have to project a certain voice and mentality towards your team in the moment. But little do they know, like, you have a lot of random thoughts and, and ideas and things that you might try and do, but you can't really let them know that because you don't want to have them thinking, oh, like, I'm on the fourth line. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not playing today because he thought this idea and he doesn't think I'm good or whatever, right? So you kind of got to balance just saying the right things in the right moment and also doing the right things so that people can be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you found uh, like, uh, you know, like Todd Alexander, for example, and other coaches, maybe, you know, or have you been coached by previously in your life? Have they been helpful to you? Have you been able to reach out to them and, and get a little mentorship even? Oh, hugely, hugely. Yeah. Um, I talked to Todd and uh, even Gary Alexander, weekly i usually Mm -hmm. stop in at their practices on thursdays after ours is over so and then uh just text messages calls and Mm -hmm. yeah and todd's not only helped me with coaching but just in general as a as a person and as a hockey player especially grown so much since i uh started playing for him four or five years ago and it's he yeah i wouldn't be where who i am or where i am without him so Mm -hmm. huge thanks to him for sure well, let's turn to the season with the under-18 trackers. I mean, in general, how, how are you feeling about things so far uh, as we're just like a couple months in, really? Uh, success-wise, it's been excellent. We've mm-hmm. been, we're a top team in our league so yep. far and, and really can't complain about the, the stat side of things for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there been, uh, you know, I, I know I asked Todd about this a lot last year when you guys never lost <laughs> with the yeah. Huskies. Um, is that, do you find that challenging to sort of keep everybody on task and that, you know, not to rest on your laurels, even though we're having so much success, even in, in some way with a rookie head coach, if we could put it that way? No, exactly. That's kind of why I was saying it's been really good stat and success wise. Yeah. But obviously, it's still early. So. Yeah. We're more just focusing on becoming a better team every month, every mm-hmm. week, every practice we're on the ice, just developing, and we don't want to sit on our morals, like you said. Just mm-hmm. work, 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 and at the end of the day, we can do as well as we want during the regular season, mm-hmm. but it comes down to the end of the season and who you are by then. That's right. 
And I have to ask, you know, as a coach now, now that you're a coach, you, you know, what kind of level of satisfaction are you deriving seeing, you know, young, you know, young men essentially um, growing into themselves, learning and, and getting better and maybe taking some of your advice to heart and you seeing them develop in the game when that was you not really that long ago? That must be pretty satisfying to see that happening. Yeah, it's been super cool. There's been some times where I got some older assistant coaches with uh, Tyler Loney and Troy Hunt. So they, I both like talk to them quite a lot about random feelings and and different things that are going on. And I've said to them a few times, like, "Wow, like it was really cool when I said something to a guy and he went out and did it, and he came back and was like, "Wow, like that makes so much more sense to me, or that works so much better." So those things have been really cool. But honestly, for me, it hasn't really set in to where that I'm doing it for the mm-hmm. like they're growing a lot because of me mm-hmm. it's kind of been we're all growing as a unit because a lot of times like the 17 year olds they'll say things that i'm like huh i didn't <laughs> even think about that like i didn't even that didn't even cross my mind so we're all kind of growing and obviously a lot of the things that i'm saying are are is a lot more than the guys are saying but yeah they they do say a lot of things that have taught me some things about them and and just like the culture of of the age group and all that kind of thing it's it's been a learning curve for me so haven't really set in that i've been helping these guys grow but i'm sure it'll happen soon enough and and it'll feel pretty cool like once i settle myself in and and really get it get to it yeah very cool well uh jared i really thank you for your time uh and i wish you good luck in the rest of the season with the trackers good luck in the rest of the season with the senior flyers and uh i hope you'll uh, come back sometime we'll chat more about this stuff okay yeah perfect thank you very much you're very welcome that's jared winkle uh flyers player and head coach of the northeast bc yukon midget under 18 trackers my thanks to our guests sherry marshall amber lindley and jared winkle for stopping by today make sure you check out all these great locally uh produced podcasts over at the energetic city podcast page you can catch episodes of secrets of the north voices of the peace uh, before the piece and episodes of moose talks for your listening pleasure especially good on a cold day like today when you just want to be curled up at a ball somewhere uh, well at least i do uh, you can check that out at energeticcity.ca slash podcast well that's our show jordan prentice and trey lopashinsky are the producers of moose talks i'm dub craig be well Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.